BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, the Internet, and welcome to Season 285, Episode 3 of Stay production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Hard Feelings, Harder Thighs. Uh, my motto <laughs> that I go by. So I got these plumpers on me. Hell um, yeah. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. Oh man, I'm just here. I'm just Miles Gray. Uh, my legs are plump and I like it. Mark woo! on them with cherry chapstick. All right, anyway, that's that's from Lockeroni. That's he did a whole song right there. And even though, look, Jack has plump thighs, I also have plump thighs. Yeah, I just don't want that to get lost in the discord, please, because I'm also got, that thick <laughs> got like maybe five C thick thighs. Okay, thank you. You know what I mean? I couldn't even participate in the skinny jean era. Because <laughs> my legs were an anomaly to, I guess, all the like the uniform fashion trends that people were doing. That yeah. it's just weird how they don't make the right jeans. Carl Lagerfeld us. wasn't feeling your thighs. That's no, you know no, he would have told me I was disgusting and needed to get my <laughs> shit together and drink more diet coke. Yes, Miles, we are thrilled yeah. to be joined by a brilliant, talented writer, podcaster. Yeah. Who's written yeah. for local publications like the New York Times, the <laughs> New Yorker, the New York Review of Books, mm-hmm, uh, GQ? Mm-hmm. She was the co-host of the legendary podcasts "Girls in Hoodies," "Night Call," yeah. the writer, creator, and host of the legendary podcast "Heidi World," the Heidi Play legend. Story. Please legend. welcome back to the show the legend, mate. <laughs> it's Molly Lambert. Molly. Dolly, 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 Dolly. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. 
I know I'm talk- a Lambert, but Malay, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We just talked anyway, about the new Drake song for like how how minutes. sad and alone that man is. He just needs someone to be patient with. He him. He needs someone to be patient with him. He's got his thick thighs to keep him warm. Yeah. He needs someone to give him therapy. Also, my AK was a reference to a embroidered jacket Molly just told me about. He's wearing an embroidered jacket that says hard feelings, harder dick. Yep. I think it's album promo. Nothing going on there. I think this has to be like a mixtape title or something because he's done it a couple of times. He just wore another one that had little cute puppies on it cuddling each other and it said hard feelings, harder dick. (laughs) again sir sir you're 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 losing the plot my man <laughs> hard feelings hard dick soft puppies soft, soft puppies. puppies also my man you're 36 years old yeah okay when did you be doing that but anyway hey to each their own no hard feelings yes hard feelings i am mad right now yeah this is kind of and his whole energy <laughs> and okay. i'm so horny <laughs> I'm, I'm mad and i have a boner is like what i imagine it's like to be a man yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's basically he's sums it up. the male experience it's like, right there. I'm mad and I have a boner because my favorite basketball team lost. Yeah. Or it's like, or it's just like the two modes I'm in are angry or boner. So it depends <laughs> on what, when you catch right. me, that's what you're going to get. Hard feelings, harder dick. Those are the two. Yeah. yeah. The two wolves yeah. inside you. But he's, <laughs> he's suggesting that he has them both at the same time. He's a cheat. Well, that's why he's Drake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's reached a Christ level consciousness. Because he's like, yeah. I'm a sad little bitch with a titanium boner. <laughs> <laughs> I also I think it would be interesting. Big feelings, bigger dick, because big feelings is like what what you say to children. And there's like something I feel like there was a part of the writing process for the album cover uh bag embroidery, hard feelings, harder dick where he wrote big feelings bigger dick and someone was like yeah but you only talk to like five-year-olds about ha- having big feelings and he was yeah, like, and like uh, with a lot of the yeah, rumors yeah. about you only only five-year-olds he does have <laughs> yeah. a son well he yeah. also wore he wore a viagra racing jacket after yeah. that which i thought was really funny i was like wow this is a hilarious album rollout whatever it is because <laughs> yeah. like viagra jacket implies that the hard dick is like Manif- manufactured, manufactured? Yeah. yeah yeah medically yeah. assisted yeah hey look and if, and maybe that's a new thing he's doing because he loses so much fucking money gambling online i can see him being like hey pfizer you want me to like fucking do something with y'all please yeah. look nothing is cooler than being addicted to gambling and on viagra <laughs> and on viagra <laughs> and 36 and, with millions and 36 of dollars. years old with a bazillion dollars and honestly. sex with me is super fast like it's just incredibly fast like Come a race car. Rescue me. Take me out the club. Okay, 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 sir. I think it's the hard dick first and then the hard feelings is what I imagine. Yeah. Like probably. hard dick, harder feelings. That's kind of yeah. that 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 kind of gets you thinking a little bit. It's yeah. like sex and then you cry. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause you're lonely. Not a great proposition either. Look, I think just in general, this this doesn't feel like the most rapper thing I've seen to well, wear a jacket. What, that but that's what's cool about that's Drake, what's right? cool about it. But also, here's why. Here's why. Triana and ASAP Rocky look so happy and in love. Showing up at the Metropolitan yeah. Gallivant. They're ha- yeah. They they had so much fun at the Metropolitan Gallivant, and he just looks so happy to be with her. 
Yeah. You know it makes yeah. him, and he's like so much hotter than Drake. You know it makes Drake want to want and he ain't himself. rock him. He ain't rock right. him. I will use his legal name. You know what I mean? You ain't rock him, man. ASAP rock him. As soon yeah. as possible. Rihanna rock looks him. so happy. She looks <laughs> happy. The Metropolitan Galavant. Yeah. As soon as possible, rock him with Rihanna Robin Fenty at the Metropolitan Gallivant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Molly, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Uh, we'll talk about just where we're at, state of the two major parties, the two options that Americans have to vote for. Uh, we'll talk about the writer's strike, all of that, plenty more. But first, Molly, we'd like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? I've been looking at like porcupines. Yeah. <laughs> like, like just that, like, like for the vibes, like when you're yeah. interested in them. What's what so else? good about porcupines? They're cool. They're cute. They're like, you know what? They're like Drake. They're like hard feelings. <laughs> harder spine, harder needles. Hard, hard spines, soft yeah. little nose, soft little <laughs> cute, squishy nose. Yeah, that would, that is kind of a good metaphor. Yeah, it's like I relate Stunted. to that. They're like yeah. hard on the outside, like don't touch me, I'm spiky. But then they're like, do touch me, I'm a little soft guy. Do you remember the first time you touched a porcupine quill? I don't think I've ever touched a porcupine. Yeah, that's quill. never happened to me or most people. I would dare say that's what I want now is to touch one. <laughs> do you remember the first time you hugged a porcupine and just got <laughs> stabbed all over just your right body? with your neck and chin, just? Shoved it in your windpipe Remember to see what would happen. Remember the first happen? time a kangaroo punched you in the face and you like? <laughs> turns out you kind of like it. Kind of liked it. And then you kind of into it, Mike. Kinda, to be honest, had a thing for kangaroos for a little bit. No, I just remember because it was like one of those. I real as a kid, I was really into porcupines, and in my mind, like these things would shoot out and could kill you if they like were you know if you got fucking close to one. But I just remember seeing like a leopard and shit, you know, with like a bunch of quills in its face. And like, uh, like, you know, you know, you know, like sometimes you'd have like those people come to your school that were like an animal person or whatever and like just show you like a dead lizard and like some fucking snake skins and be like, ooh. I remember this one dude had porcupine quills and I thought it was, for whatever reason, I thought it was the coolest shit that ever happened. And that's it all I have to cool. contribute to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool. Yeah. Like those animal people when I was a kid and the, like, I just thought they were like kind of weird and then the more you learn about animals you're like oh no they're right to be like why isn't anybody else just fucking mind blown by this all the time there right. are real world fucking pokemon just wandering our planet at all times this thing shoots fucking <laughs> darts off its back like what are you talking about this that's is the attitude i'm bringing guys yeah. right Hey, so you kids like Pokemon, huh? Well, here's a <laughs> Pokey monster right here. This porcupine. That's you might right. like that. He'll poke you, Mon. <laughs> Are you cool. Jamaican, sir? No, no. Just, I'm from Montana. Billings, no, that actually. was kind of problematic. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that to you either, young man with the dreadlocks. It's because I was talking to someone whose name was Monica, and I was shortening it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's my friend's mom. Shout out Mon. Shout out Mon. What is something you think is overrated, Molly? Wow. You know what's overrated? Movies. <laughs> what? Yeah. What well, wait, you love a movie, but tell well, why? What 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 have you discovered now? Why where are we at with the movie? They're too long. <laughs> and big. <laughs> My like, you mean, is just like in. physically when you're at a movie theater and the screen's there and whoa, you're whoa. like, whoa, what the hell? 
Why are those people found, so big up there? This is more like at home when I need something to watch. I have found that I have like lost the attention span required to watch a movie by myself. Mm. Yeah. I remember like the heyday of like putting on like cable and like whatever was on like HBO. I was like, yeah, we're watching Drop Zone for the hundredth time from beginning to end. Let's do it. <laughs> you know? And now yeah. like I get fucking anxiety. Like it's to the point, like I like I'm missing movies because I'm like, fuck man, I got fucking two hours right now. That's what I mean. It stresses me out to be like, oh, I gotta set two hours of my life aside and watch this the whole time. But like, uh, but then what do you do instead for two hours? Because that's that's the iron the irony of what I do is like, oh, then I'm gonna just watch 90 Day Fiance for three hours. Here's what I did last night. Sometimes I reach an absolute stopping point where I can't deal with narrative anymore. Mm-hmm. Or just like paying attention to something is is makes me angry. I don't want to do it. Right. And also when I'm trying to wind down at night, it's like if something's too engaging, I'm going to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Right. I don't want to know what happens. So last night I put on the Lo-Fi Girl on YouTube. Mm. Lo-Fi yeah, Girl beats study. to chill too. Beats yeah, to chill yeah, and yeah. study too. And I put on the beats to relax and sleep too. Mm-hmm. And then I watched a live stream of Times Square. You did all those? Those were over? You had two beats going? No, no. I just had oh, okay. the, the beats were open, providing oh, the, the soundtrack. the channel was low. Oh, got it, got to it, the got Times it. Square live stream? Yeah. Then I put on the Times Square live stream, which I like to do on uh, Earth Cam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have some live streams of places all over the world. And I, I just watched the Times Square live stream where there was nobody in Times Square. Cause it's I was going to say, night. like, what shows up on there? Because I feel like the only time I see it now are in TikTok videos where kids are dancing, but I don't see them on the live stream cameras. Uh, mostly just like cops loitering around okay. looking for people to harass and yeah, right. like giant flashing advertisements playing to nobody. Right. Yeah. I find it relaxing. It's like relaxingly post apocalyptic. For a little sure. DIY sludge video. Yeah. You, you create Slow TV. Yeah. Slow TV. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I also watch the explore.org uh, cameras of animal cams, live cams. Mm. There's like an eagle, eagle nest. What soundtrack do you do with that? Uh, I also do a little bit of those YouTube generic bossa nova channels. Have you ever done oh, those? Oh, shit. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I talk about this genre of music all the time called BGM, background music. Yeah. And like on Spotify, there are a couple artists who I just like, that's how I go to my fucking post-apocalyptic dystopia where I feel like I'm like, I'm like Desmond in the fucking hatch and lost where I'm like, I have fake sunlight and I listen to this one album on a loop to feel like I'm normal. Yeah. That's kind of cafe bgm on spotify I listen to that okay shit all the so time. the bgm the background music guys on youtube too there's one who just does all this like bossa nova and jazz that's right. like not copyrighted it's just like and it's like a little janky it's like sometimes he's a little offbeat or something even right. and i find it so relaxing like i don't think it's insulting to music to say like sometimes you need music that you just it's thinking music. about yeah it's, it's wallpaper music. it's wallpaper is what i call it it's wallpaper it's ambient yeah i only like music that i have to sit in a dark room and stare at the computer screen as it's playing just to have my full focus and that's because that you makes me think about math that's the only music i like you know oh man dolly 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 jackie what is uh what's something you think is underrated guess what guys i just hmm. started watching tiktok okay oh no this is yeah. the same the same reason I can't pay attention to movies anymore. 
So you got pulled in? Yeah, I've been fighting it because I know I can't handle it. It's like <laughs> it's so powerful. Right, right. What's the, what's like a weird uh, TikTok, like some weird shit that you've been getting served that you're like, fuck, man. I, this is I honestly, my shit. I don't even have it yet. I just have someone else that I make show me TikToks. Whoa, like oh, like someone who quits smoking, but just like yeah. to be around y'all smoking cigarettes, just like, like social, so hell. social yeah. drug doing. Like I only do, I don't buy it. Yeah, right. I'm also, like if someone else has TikTok, then like I'll I'll do it with them. I'll do but, like it, I'm not gonna but... get it. Like I'm not gonna be doing TikTok at home by myself. Yeah, like, I don't like Thursday. do my own TikToks. Uh, <laughs> but I understand now. It's like so addictive. You can't stop watching them. They're so funny. Everything yeah. is funny. Yeah, just like and the just way absurd. they. It really did make me be like, movies can't compete with how much I love this. Yeah. Like, I love this 15 second bit that's from hack stand up, but people are just right. acting out. Like, movies have to be as good as a 15 second video that ends with like a train whistle for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, like, a clip of like out of context future, like the rapper be like, it's a cold world. And like, what the fuck? Okay. Maybe somebody doing like a speed run of Zelda underneath the whole yeah, time. Some sludge. Yeah. Get it in. It feels like the future. Movies are the past. There's one that I laughed so hard at this weekend. It was like this. It was a clip. It says, like, when uh, my wife and I are arguing, but I'm trying to cuddle. And it's like a couple in bed and the dude gets in bed and he's trying to spoon his wife from the back and she starts like scooting over because she's <laughs> mad and he like scoots after her. And then they continue that to like they're scooting off the bed. They're scooting <laughs> down the hall. They're scooting out the house. They're scooting on the fucking streets, like just on their sides. Keep doing. It. I'm like, yes, keep going, keep going. And I'm like, this is fucking whatever. I'm like, I don't great. know why I'm getting so much joy from it. All right. Let's take a quick break. Yeah, we'll come back and we'll talk about. Uh, the Democratic and Republican parties. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sports, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The future of customer experience is here, and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX-1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX-1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX-1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX-1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. And we're back. We're back. We're talking about another election. This is number two. Creeping closer. Closer and closer. to our second presidential election for this podcast. Jeez, I didn't even think about Um, that. This is a this is a doozy. This one, I don't know. This one feels more like a lot more boring, just because it's the same shit over and over oh, and yeah. over again. Um, and but I think they don't want you to know that, right? Well, I think right now both parties are seemingly united in their rigidity, uh, even if it means losing the election. At that, like, just lack of like changing anything. Um, Republicans have like just. I, I just want to touch on this thing that Ronna McDaniel, the head of the RNC, uh, talked about over the weekend on Fox, like. We've talked about this. Republicans have seen loss after loss since the overturning of Roe, yet they can't get fucking past it. And they're just doubling down. And the same with guns. Like a majority of Americans, like it's clear, majority of Americans like we want fucking assault weapons fucking banned at a minimum. What the fuck are you doing? And Republicans can barely muster the strength to even utter the word gun. Um, But Ronna McDaniel, she's out here on, on Fox on Sunday and really made this lack of awareness, situational awareness clear on her appearance. She was able to like describe the situation the Republicans were in, which is like, you know, we're losing independence, man. We got to get the independence back. I don't know what the heck's going on. We're losing independence. And also like red state people are moving to red states and blue states are getting bluer and just electorally like we the only way we can win is getting like independence in like blue and purple states. It's like, OK, yeah, that makes sense. So you've articulated the situation. Now, how are you going to address that? And the host is even asking Ronna McDaniel, like, you're taking L's on abortions, but it sounds like whenever people are asking, like, Republican candidates about abortion, they don't know what to say. Like, they don't even know where they're at. And it's just really like, awkward and doesn't make sense. What do you have to say about that? This is her response as to how the Republicans are going to get around that. Let's see where the Democrats are. What abortion is a bad idea to a Democrat? Nine month, eight month, seventh month? They can't even articulate an abortion that's a bad idea. Gender selection, uh, if it's a girl, you get to abort it. Taxpayer-funded abortions for people where it's against their religious conscience. That's where Joe Biden was years ago. So the question is, we just got to say we're pro-life and then immediately just pivots to Democrats want to kill babies like after they're born. 
or like kill women babies. They will control all delete your fetus because that's what they do right now. And it's like, okay, hold on. That that doesn't explain the like the situation that y'all are in uh, policy wise. But the whole interview started off with the host talking about there's like this 2022 midterms postmortem report that the RNC did to be like, what the fuck happened in the midterms just now? <laughs> it can't be our fucking just arcane philosophies. And the host rightfully pointed out that a lot of Republicans who saw their support just couldn't understand how this analysis had no mention of Trump. They're like, there's not even a mention of that as to what that means for the party. And like Ron McDaniel's like, uh, it's not the final thing. So maybe it'll be in there. Spoiler alert. I doubt it will be. So that's just kind of like an interesting thing where they're even as they try and look forward, they're so completely handcuffed. Like even their analysis, they have to avoid the reality of what Donald Trump does to ban like down ballot candidates, even when he endorses them like they were losing. Right. So to, to pivot to the Democrats, I mean, at least other Republicans are like jumping into the primary. Uh, because Democrats, not so much at the moment. They are looking all set to do the thing, the thing we've seen pretty much every election I can remember. You talk slightly to the left, promise shit for working people, then whoops, I don't know how we couldn't deliver on all that stuff. And hey, have you heard of Republicans? Ew! Yeah. Which is basically the policy every time. And Joe Biden has less support than Trump did at this, at this point in his administration. Only 38% of Democrats are even into the idea of him running again. And that's mostly because 2020 was people just holding their noses to get Trump out. And so the utter lack of enthusiasm for Democrats is just wild to see them be like, nah, we're going all in on this stale potato chip of a man. That's what we got. And I hope you guys like it. And they're also doing- It does doing seem a like they've, they've settled on dehydration as the method of preservation of him. <laughs> and he is just like a piece of Joe Biden jerky. At this yeah, point. yeah. Joe yeah. Jerky. Oh, that's yeah. a, hey, don't give Trump any ideas. That's a good. Well, I've been sleepy Joe Biden. Jerky, jerky skin Biden. Biden. Jerky boy Biden. <laughs> anyway, but the DNC, though, they're also doing a lot to protect him. Like they're like, you know, to scare off any primary challengers. They moved the first primary to South Carolina. You all, like for the last 50 some years, it was always in Iowa which had many right. people being like, yo, what the fuck's the reason for that? The party's explanation was like, well, you know, I was 90% white and it is not as well suited as like the first place for a prime or for to caucus because it's not as diverse as a place like South Carolina, you mm -hmm. know, then I think that that's what they're trying to do. Plus, sure, they, they do have the thing where like the 2020 Iowa caucuses were a shit show with all those weird like software issues. But a lot of other people are pointing out that South Carolina is just a state that is much more favorable to Joe Biden. Yeah, it's the one that swung the entire election like, right. before South Carolina. Everyone was like, this guy's not going to do anything. And then after it was like over, the media yeah. was like, well, it's Biden's to lose and we're, we're done here, folks. A lot of people are like, oh, so you're doing that so you can set the tone and crush any early primary hopefuls like out the gate. So you hear yeah. that RFK Jr. and the orb lady? <laughs> That's what you're up against right now. Bro, so like RFK it, Jr. running? Yeah, as a Democrat. Oh, yeah. What, he's there. Democrat? Yeah. As an anti-vax Democrat. Yeah. But yeah. he's not wow. really talking about that part that much. Wow. He's kinda, Damn, yeah. he's going to get all the Malibu vote. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Malibu, your shirt just evoked that. Um, But, like, the thing is, like, you look at all the things that, like, Biden's done. It's like, what happened to the pandemic aid or, like, tax cuts? And, like, why did you crush that railroad strike? Like, mm. these are legitimate questions. Voters who are, like, actually engaged are going to be asked and obviously drive enthusiasm down. But luckily for Democrats, the Republicans have just as little appetite for anything substantive or transformational 
unless it's to transform the country into like a fucking ethno state. So like Republicans can't back away from their hateful shit. So their strategy is pray for a fucking disaster that changes the conversation away from our abortion and gun policies and everything. And the Democrats, they can't back away from upholding the status quo. And they're like, you know, they don't want to address things like cost of living. So they're doing the same thing we've seen, which is, hey, just have the GOP stay the same and we can just lightly gesture in that direction and be like, you want that? And yeah, here we go. Yeah, they're so, bad and we're bad too, but they're but we don't, worse. Like, we don't so use racial slurs in public. <laughs> My God. <laughs> have some exactly. decency. We just oh, do it in our policies. Man. We just... Yeah. Uh, Democrats yeah, we are know. doing the thing that like you see in sports a lot where after a game, people will assume that the opponent is going to do the exact same thing again. And they're like, well, this one's over. We just have Joe Biden going against Trump again. So the exact same thing will happen. <laughs> I have a sports take. Yes. I have a sports take. I want to come on boosties for my like two sports takes. I'm here for playoff basketball only. Okay. All right. And I come from the perspective of someone who's never watches basketball and it's just <laughs> I love that. Uh, going in. off the dome. But um I just learned about who Giannis is. Giannis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah. And I watched that game and then he made that statement afterwards where he was like about failure. Is the season okay, a failure? That was like so interesting to me because he's yeah. Greek, right? So his statement was like, Yeah, you know, like lots of people are the greatest players and they don't win every single game. So, like, does that make them a failure? Like, is Michael Jordan yeah. a failure because he didn't like if he doesn't win a game, is he not still the greatest player of all time? He said this thing that was like so measured and rational right about winning and losing and like being the greatest you know doing the thing you care about the most and being incredible at it and like if you lose one time does that mean you're now a failure like right and then philosophical people are so mad because uh, yeah. that's not the american way i was like nobody in america is gonna accept this because it's like too it's too like it's too rational it's too, too rational and how does this factor into the democrats and republicans again because it's like it doesn't at all because <laughs> so like, we went from this thing and then you're like giannis and i was like hell yeah let's go hey. i'm there for that it's but a it's free ranging conversation it it's is the free, kind of thing it's a, it's yeah a, it's, free it's a, loop, a loopy conversation i yeah. think it's just like when you hear someone say something rational yeah it makes right. you realize how brainwormed everybody is in America about everything. Sure. Yeah. You know, because like the thing that would make sense to do would be to be like, yeah, we're going to lower the cost of living. We're going to fix inflation. Right, right, right. We're going to offer you something right. that's going to make you want to vote for us besides just we're not going to take away abortion. Like these are your only choices or like status quo or status quo minus abortion minus more rights right 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 yeah, yeah. i think so, i was just like hearing somebody european like say something normal about like yeah there should be like the way when you hear a european person be like yeah we have a social floor like you can go to the doctor it doesn't cost anything things that are like normal you're like what because you're broke 
Like, sounds like a right. system set up for losers, Molly. Sounds like a system uh, for losers. I think just like the losers and winners thing. It's like, obviously, yeah. that's how Trump won, was he was like, I'm a winner. They're yeah. fucking losers. Get with the winning team. And it just feels like that's what Biden's doing a little bit now. It's just like, what else you got? Like, yeah. we, right. we're the winners. You have no choice. He like, can't yeah. even go into like the FDR's playbook. And be like, yo, man, just give him something, bro. You can fucking just be out give here. Give him something. And he's it's like, nah, like, nah, nah, we're not doing all that. No but way also, like, you would think in a world where anything made sense, you would think they would see the rise of, like, leftism and the fact that everybody who's gotten fucked by, like, post-Reagan asceticism is... Mm-hmm. Is mad and wants things, wants health care, can't afford shit. Even like people who might agree with the Republicans would love it, actually, if groceries cost less. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, why wouldn't you appeal to the one thing that the Democrats are supposedly good at? It just you know? shows how absolutely out of like, you know, just all the powers concentrated at the top. Yeah. Like and a bunch of people who have like the poorest person they've seen is just whoever they see out of That's their window I mean. walking like on the, the street. Republicans and the Democrats have class solidarity for rich people. So yeah. it's yeah. like they are both committed to just like arm wrestling to the death on a rocket ship that's on fire. Like right. <laughs> right. nobody's sure. even trying to like put out the fire on the no, rocket no, no, ship. No, 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 yeah. no. Or like it's who's going to win like, the monkey knife fight. The I think the problem is like Democrats aren't good at the one thing they're supposedly good at anymore. Like they <laughs> right. can't give us anything because corporations have all the power in their case. Like Republicans. But that's like a choice they made. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. But like the way the current system is set up, they have made a hard choice to like not do anything that's going to change. Right. The it's just yeah. like the way in which like a rational person would see the success of like the Bernie totally. stuff and be like, we need to absorb whatever yeah. the lowest stakes part of this we can possibly yeah. offer people. Yeah. It's weird because like corporations are really good at co-opting that kind of shit. Yeah. That's <laughs> and right. And be like, Hey, watch this. We'll take your shit and bring it into ours. And now you don't even know the fucking difference. But like, right, it just like makes you feel insane. Yeah. 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 I'm like, where's the, where's the savvy? But hey, whatever. This is, this is, this is where we're at. You should have off work for Earth Day. So, you know, oh, yeah. We we talk about the writer's strike. Is that on the docket? Yeah. That's up next. Yeah. Up next. Speaking of Um, Giannis, Giannis, genius. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about the writer's strike. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. And we're back. And um, the WGA strike is official. Writers are yep. set to pick it uh, yesterday. Um, so I think they did pick it. Um, and well, they did. The, yeah, you had to sign up. Make sure you're in your slot. Yeah. The unions have said that the production companies have created a gig economy inside a union workforce. Um, when you see the details of like what is happening, what used to be paid to writers, and like what is on offer now, it's just. I, I guess the the most pressing issue is compensation. The number of scripted shows have skyrocketed, but writer's pay has completely stagnated. They started doing this thing, uh, the mini writer's room, where they just like have fewer people working on a show so they can pay fewer people. They like have them working for less time. Um, you as the consumer, even if you're not a member of the WGA, you're going to see this in like the lower quality of the content that's being produced. Um, but it's, yeah, and so like when you look at the details of the negotiation, the union's like, so we want to like have at least a basement on like the number of writers and the number of time, like the amount of time that constitutes a writer's room. And the corporate, you know, powers that be came back with like, how about we don't even respond to that? <laughs> because how about fuck, fuck you? you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the response. And it is, it's kind of just, the the way things are shifting, it's they're just slashing and burning like the old ways of doing things, which rendered good content. But now, yeah, but now we're also putting writers under pressure to be like, okay, you have three days to do this whole thing. 
Yeah. This has just been like the story of our lives. It's yes, like exactly. they got rid of everything that made having a job a thing you wanted to do. Like, yeah, so they right. made everybody an independent contractor, even at jobs where you once would have had like a salaried job. Right. I've had, and they, and it happened first in journalism mm-hmm. and now it's happening in Hollywood, but basically it's just like the tech companyization of everything. It's like when tech companies come in and take everything over, what they mean by like move fast and break things is like fucking break labor laws. Yeah. yeah. Right. Break the spirits. They're using like in this case, they used the switch from like cable television to streaming as like the excuse to completely like rewire everything, like reword the contracts. And it's like such an arbitrary difference. It's just like what people watch it on. My logical brain, when I was like a young writer starting out, like as magazines and other ecosystems were like collapsing, and I thought foolishly, like, okay, well, it'll go to the internet. And at some point, they'll start compensating people fairly on the internet. But the whole time, it's just been like, no, internet content is this other thing that's less valuable, so we pay you less. Right. And like rates just haven't gone up for writers across the board in like 20 years, which is like insane. But it reflects other trends in the country of just like rates aren't going up. Jobs don't have the things that once made it for any reason, like useful right. to have a, a steady job. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. How about less and, perks, less benefits, more work? Right. Well, it's like they, they offer it as like you get to make choices. It's like this thing. I, re- I feel like it was also like marketed to us as like you get to like you get to have five jobs. You get to like right. Right. Yeah. work on all these cool things. Right. You're not tied down to this one job for 20 years. So you get to work 70 jobs all the time forever with no promise of like any kind of contract pickup, you know? Right. Um, especially something like writing where you can fe- make people feel like they're lucky to be doing it at all for money because it's yeah. like any kind of creative pursuit. Uh, this is what my next podcast is about, uh, about the most the worker protections and, and content making and all that stuff in the most important American media industry. Yeah. Which is? Which is pornography. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that was assumed by our listeners. Yeah, they know. It's yeah. the well, it's, it's the just porn. interesting because I've been working on it and it is really about workers' rights and content merchantry and art making for money. Right. Yeah. And, and what that the means. way in which it went from being a thing where you could have a steady job to being a thing where you are like a mercenary. Yeah. Um and how you how even mercenaries deserve protections especially yeah. you know thank you yeah. yeah yeah eric eric prince was just talking about that recently on uh <laughs> sebastian gorka's podcast um but I, I i like one of the other things too right because we talk about technology and things is like the wga the writers guild they're also very concerned about ai but that stuff is crazy because that to me feels like shows you how dumb they are that they're like we, we can replace you with robots yeah like because all the AI stuff, it's like never up to the level that it's being advertised as. It's no. like a friend of mine had like who has chat GPT. They were showing me. I was like, they're like, dude, I got it to pitch like five movie ideas based on this candy or whatever. 
like and like they're like and we put the prompt in and it's funny how it just it gives you like the most like they're serviceable ideas but they're clearly just aggregated from other ideas elsewhere and you're like none of this is actually original like one thing right. was just like the avengers but like but they skinned it over with like these candy things. And another one was like basically Tommy boy, but with like candy. Maybe that's like the problem is writers are like, yeah, but like AI is going to give you like shitty content. And they're like, yeah, that's what we want. We don't <laughs> right. care if it's yeah. fucking good. We want a robot to write the Avengers. That's obviously where this has been going all along. Yeah. And Ultron wins in this one. <laughs> and there's something about just like deplatforming writers as a, group that is obviously fascist you know yeah, yeah. the thing that's kind of spooky right is like in the negotiations the wj is like in regards to ai they're like we can't have it be normalized that you can use ai to be credited with any writing right. and all we're asking is that you don't do that or you're doing some chat gpt script shit and then having a like a human writer punch it up at I mean, like that's a lower so rate scary the idea of like a robot punching up scripts honestly does like frighten me to my very core <laughs> in a way yeah. that like i never i've never thought about it until now you know right yeah yeah and i like how like so the response of like the theaters or the the studios and stuff to like the ai question is uh we will have annual meetings to discuss advancements in technology we're not going to yeah. say yes to anything you said. We'll have meetings no, when about they say, it, like, we which make I think no shows. Promises. Right. Yeah. The whole thing is we make no promises. The whole thing. I mean, this is like you said, Molly, this is what's happening across all capitalist systems, especially in the United States. Things are being rewired. Like everything is, it's just more and more being normalized where now they don't even have to like engage with the requests. They're just like, we'll, in response to your concerns that AI will write scripts that you then get like $20 to punch up, uh, we will have meetings to discuss that with you. It's also like the bigger the name of the corporation, the more they will tell you to go fuck yourself, you know? And so like, I know people who were working for Disney on like a show that was some of the issues that led to this, I feel like. And, and some of it is like they're having people write things on spec, essentially. It's like they don't have to green light the show until after they've written an entire season of it. Yeah. Like it truly. The hoops that our people are jumping through is pretty It just wild. makes no sense. It's like if you cared at all about the efficiency, like obviously Hollywood is like not an efficiently run system one of the details that i read in like how studios fuck people over is there was a show like a successful network show that had a like bump built into the writer's contracts from like going from the first 26 episode season to the second 26 episode season and so to avoid doing that the studio just changed the length of the season in the contract to 52 episodes and just had them work on a longer season one just most bad faith no like, just like shitty the stuff. kinds the kinds of workarounds they do yeah for yeah. these things and i've been in situations where i had what felt like it should be a very like tenured media job mm -hmm. and would once have been like a tenured media job and the kind of thing you could like depend on for a few years at least right. and instead they gave it to like three of us and made <laughs> us all independent contractors and gave us just no guarantees that we would ever be working it was just right. like 
Yeah. No prom- you know, no promises of how much work this is. When there's a column, you'll know. Right. Uh, it's gig work, but gigs that make it, it sound work, funny, it like you're like... doing a fun concert or something. Yeah, and then you can go to your <laughs> Ren Fair and smoke weed, you know? Go That's to your fun, Ren right? Fair and you smoke weed. I think also it's like, like these things are intertwined. This is also what my next podcast is about, but it's like often when the bottom falls out of an industry or the profit making is like not what it once was that's when they let people of color and women in, you know? Right. Because they're like, oh, well, nobody fucking cares now. Like, this isn't, it isn't like writing on Cheers where you would buy a house, you know, a house <laughs> right, in Hawaii right, right. from it. It's like, it's gig yeah. work. So it's like, as it becomes more diverse and like traditional gatekeeping is changing, it's like, it also does feel like they're they're trying to crush that too yeah but it's also like when people are like oh once i would have the problem with all these executives is they just want it to like be the past you know it's like they're not interested in dealing with what's happening now because this was these are also the same issues as the 2008 strike which was that things were going to the internet people weren't being compensated fairly for work on the internet they weren't getting residuals they were using it as an excuse to like pay people less and it yeah. just never got fixed even in the first strike it never really got fixed they just did a million reality shows that was when mm-hmm. they did a big push on reality because reality had no labor protections no <laughs> and like really doesn't reality is like the most exploitative yeah and like we were saying on the trending episode the other day is like from the studio standpoint like with the amount of downsizing and shit that they've had to do and scaling back like a strike is actually not bad for them because they're like, well, it's less well, money we like, have to we're spend gonna right fuck now. Everybody, we're just yeah. gonna like, get rid of all these people and bring in scabs. And I truly think what's gonna happen is they're gonna make a bunch of, they're gonna sign a million like fucking TikTok stars. Is what I think will happen. Right. I think they're gonna be like, fuck this. We're just gonna, yeah, like, yeah, because they don't respect writers. They don't respect writing. That's what's right. crazy about show business is the people who are in charge like don't respect art and don't care about art yeah somebody said like quibby it is very like quibby vibes it's like a bunch of people saying something that like any sane person is like yeah you can't do this shit without (laughs) writers and they're like oh watch us yeah wait till they come back and hbo max is like guess what succession is coming back for a fifth season and it's being helmed by charlie d'amelio and logan paul that's what i mean it's like i think they're "Ah." content to like strip all these brands for parts because that's just like yeah i think yeah and that is ultimately like like it's tv writers are like a metaphor for everybody else where it's just like this is a very once lucrative prestigious job and it is not what it used to be yeah it's i mean it, it, i think that's that's the thing that's become very fortuitous for like these greedy studios is like when you're dealing with people that are like already driven by a passion for something they're probably more likely to want to go along with whatever you're offering because for them they're passionate about it and like yeah man they're fucking they'll do it because where else are you gonna write on tv well, that's except true, here? but it's like the same thing is probably true for like amazon warehouses where people are so desperate they have to say yes to anything it's no, like for right. sure it's all about just like making people desperate it's just yeah. different levels of yeah. making people desperate so that they have to say yes to whatever because they truly just like are scraping by. 
And I think also, this is where Democrats are really fucking failing right now. I do think it's like during the pandemic, they did the thing they never had done before, where they just like gave us all money to be freelancers. Right. And it like improved everybody's quality of life so much. Yeah. Everybody I know is like that everything was bad, but remember how great it was to not be fucking stressed out about paying rent every month because like the government acknowledges you might need a little help. They should offer to help people, even if it's in bad faith and they're not going to do it. The fact that they're not even (laughs) trying is so depressing. Let me get a bad faith offer, man. Come on. Yeah. That's that's how I feel about the the WGA thing. That's the crazy thing about the WGA, too. They're like, look, we really want to negotiate with just like I've been in a lot of situations like this at this point where it's like, yeah, you're like, we love you. We love what you do. Yeah. Why would they treat me like a person? And I think that's right. the thing about capitalism, too, is it's like no matter how valuable you become in capitalism, even if you become like a super high paid showrunner or whatever, you're still a fucking commodity to them. And that means they can throw you away. Yeah, be, like, it's certainly true in this version of capitalism, this hyper capitalism. Yeah. That's just all about creating value for shareholders and does not give a fuck about the people who are actually creating the value that then gets transferred into monetary value for shareholders. Corporations are people. Yeah. And people are corporations, man. Oh, shit. I mean, I am working on my branding. Uh, my. Well, I think I, it's like you have to. You have no choice but to bars. be a mercenary. And it's for better and worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we've we've all had to commodify ourselves in some way. Yeah. And that's good. It's efficient. And that's what we want to leave you with. But look, just because you don't win every time, does that make you a failure? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Molly, such a pleasure having <laughs> you. <laughs> Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? You can find me. I've been off Twitter. I think I'm off Twitter for good. But you can find me on Instagram at Molly underscore Lambert. And you can find me pretty soon back on iHeartRadio with a new podcast about the pornography industry. More details coming soon. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, Is there a work of media that you've been enjoying? Yeah, I probably said this last time. I'm just watching Taxi on Pluto still. Pluto TV. (laughs) Yo, I saw I caught your stories and I was like, you know what? Molly's posting that she's watching Taxi. I'm like, you're staying consistent with it. It's really, it's just, it lulls me into the right zone. And then when I turn it on again in the morning, it's playing like Lethal Weapon 2. It makes me feel like I left the TV on all night. Positive. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? Is there a work of media you've been enjoying? Oh, man. You can find me at Miles of Gray, where there's at symbols. Find Jack and I on our basketball podcast. Miles and Jack, Miles and Jack, I'm, Jack at I'm at Boosties. Uh, and then also find me on 420 Day Fiance with uh, Sophia Alexandra. Just don't worry about me. Just go outside. You know what I mean? I'm. Uh, that's that's my that's my tip for everybody today. I have not looked enough at social media to offer something. This is kind of becoming a trend, unfortunately. Uh, or fortunately for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what home. I mean. Fortunately. Fortunately. Let's see. I, I've just really been enjoying the tweets about James Harden's pants that he wore to game one against Boston. Christy Yamaguchi, man. I don't know. If it, did anybody see these? They Woo! are the biggest pants that I've ever seen. Biggest pants that you've seen thus far. <laughs> that I've yeah. seen thus far. 
Christy Yamaguchi-Main said James Harden's about to crush every newcomer that steps to him in Dance Dance Revolution at the Mall Arcade, which that is kind of the look he was going for. And Jason yeah, Concepcion pitched on. an idea that I think he needs to do. He said, each game, a bigger pair of pants. Like, Ooh. he just keeps the Til, Till he got that chip. Yeah, exactly. Like when people got just, the playoff beard and shit, yeah. The just pants like have walk. to get bigger. <laughs> he just can't. He has to <laughs> be like crawling on his hands because he's just his Someone pants just puts are him way on like, too big. Yeah, puts him on like a pallet jack. <laughs> just yeah. like walking him in on it. I need that. I need those Met Gala like long ass train pants. Uh, there you go. From James Harden. Uh, anyways, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily yeah. Zeitgeist on Instagram. Yeah. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Right we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what's the song we think people might enjoy? Uh, I think you're going to enjoy... I've, okay, I was listening... Back in the day when I was really into dubstep, there was like this one Noisia, like this artist Noisia who I was really into. And I hadn't heard any work from this artist in a while. Then I just kind of started looking around and apparently had a new album come out last year and I listened to it. And it's just interesting to hear like what dubstep producers are kind of going into now rather than just like Shaq's favorite wow. genre. It's becoming... Yeah. yeah. They're doing a lot more like two-step drum and bass and things like that too. But this track is from Noisia with Skrillex, okay? They're getting together. It's called uh -oh. Supersonic, okay? And this is just like, I don't know, it's definitely headphone music, and if you're not into electronic music, I, you might you might not be digging this, but if you are, this shit will, it'll blow your hair off. Uh, so anyway, check this out. It's called Supersonic by Noisia. All right, well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's yeah. gonna do it for us this morning. Back yeah this afternoon to tell you what is trending and we will talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.